0: Hi, and welcome to episode 71 of K-12 Tech Talk. In this episode, I'm pretty worked up. I talk about Stay Mobile's issue and fighting with a couple of vendors over data privacy agreements, and I broke YouTube this week. We quickly mentioned an Aruba and Avaya networking vulnerability. Mark is working from home due to some sickness. I, I think it's mono. And Chris talks about getting approval to require 2FA for faculty and staff. Have a listen.
1: This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12
0: Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios. This is the K-12 Tech Talk Podcast. I am Josh. With me is Chris. And as always, well, as of the last probably two months, Mark. How are you feeling? Or as I like to say, always on time, Mark. Mark is always on time and not ever changing light bulbs or eating sprees. Um, <laughs> still, still going after the old host, I see. <laughs> well, you did make a crack last week that you had a light out in your office. Op- <laughs> That <laughs> you that you had a light out in your office and you were gonna change the light bulb before we started, not not to be like Corey,
2: so uh Just what, kidding. No ill feelings.
0: I, I would like to give Jeremy <laughs> at, at somethingcool.com sh- another shout out about the cheese, the grilled cheese fixins that he sent.
2: Oh my gosh. Again.
0: We we finally finished off or I finally finished off the cheese on a sandwich this weekend and it was very, very good still kind of a funky french cheese it was probably is that
2: did you just lie or is no, that real
0: no that's real and that cheese was probably near the end of its life it was kind of for sure <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely past probably what should have been sold at a store but it was still sitting in my fridge and i ate it so um i get yeah. it thanks jeremy if you if you have any uh if you're in the uh, Midwest region and you want to talk to jeremy at somethingcool.com, they can offer all sorts of solutions. They can help you out remotely. They can help you out with hardware. They can help you out with fishing your staff. If that's something you want to do, give jeremy at somethingcool.com an email. That's literally his email address, jeremy at somethingcool.com.
2: Or uh, fishing with your staff, like well, yeah. go to a
0: lake. Yeah. Catch some crappie. Um, so gentlemen, it's been a week. What have you guys been up to? Well, good, good story guys. Uh
1: I have been at home for the last
0: 5 days, actually Uh-oh.
1: 2 weeks, uh looking forward well, to hopefully going back to work.
0: You were out of town for a few days too. Yeah,
1: and there was that judge in Florida who said, you don't have to wear masks on planes. Yeah. And so then I went on a plane, and <laughs> uh, now I'm home for two weeks. Uh-oh. Oh, man. You got mono. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> no, it was, uh, it was uh, an issue. So last week, my, my wife was sick, uh, and I stayed with her just because I had to quarantine. And then uh, on Monday... I tested negative five days in a row. I'm thinking, all right, this is great. So I'm feeling all right. Um, I really didn't have any symptoms. I went to work on Monday. And meanwhile, I, I spent the entire pandemic at work. So my team calls me the cockroach because I just <laughs> I just haven't gotten it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I live with somebody with the the infamous virus for a week and I didn't catch it. And then on Monday afternoon, it's like, oh, I'll just take a test just to be. Oh, wait a minute. Don't- that line's not supposed to be there. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so then I started my quarantine all over again. Uh, uh, and so here I am. So I haven't been at the office, but I have been able to keep up with with email as best I can. Just I say, yeah. how is the work from home? Yeah,
0: are you joining webinars, virtual meetings?
1: Yeah. Um. I I'm not a fan of of work from home. I really am not. Um. It's it's frustrating for me to not be in the office and everybody else there. Um, uh, And I just, I'm easily distracted. I I would much rather be in the office where I could focus on things and, and yeah. So you've been making grilled cheeses, haven't you? I actually legitimately had a grilled (laughs) cheese today. So yes. (laughs) Is that a, hold on. Is that a lie?
0: No,
2: no, (laughs) I really would never, Mark
0: would never lie. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So yeah, I mean, what, I mean, let's face it, ninety ninety five 95% of our jobs we could probably do from anywhere in the world with a internet connection, or at least I know I can, because we're Google school and, you know, there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot that I actually have to be on site for unless something catches fire. Um, but yeah, I I get it, that distraction level, it, I'm the kind of person, I kind of have to have background noise, so I know I would have a TV on in the background and I would end up watching TV instead of working. Yeah.
2: Um Oh yeah, I flash back to I watched a lot of Netflix. Yeah, you while had I was COVID. an email and You had COVID like 3 times, didn't you? I did. and I watched a lot of movies and I I No, I think I only technically once with a test.
0: I thought it was twice.
2: I avoided the test for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're one of those It people. was better to not know. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. I watched that chess that chess movie on Netflix, Queen's Gambit. Queen. Yep. Changed my life during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Made me want to play chess again a lot.
0: Mark, how many more days do you have? Um I'm hoping to go back on Monday. There you uh,
2: go. But but we'll see how
1: the
0: tests go. Well it could be like a friend of mine. So we had some friends in uh they live in China. They were here in the US a couple of weeks ago. Uh they had to quarantine but when they went when they went home to China, they had to quarantine in San Jose for a week fly to shanghai china they've been quarantined in shanghai they're going on they will complete their second week of quarantine in a hotel not able to leave the hotel room uh this saturday then they will be able to go to their apartment in shanghai where they live and have to quarantine for another week in their in their apartment and not have to leave so it could be worse you could be well really though you have kind of quarantined for three weeks between your trip and yeah being home yep so, we'll see. Yeah, so COVID can throw a wrench in things. You know what else can throw <laughs> a wrench in, in things? I got a story for you. So, Tuesday I wasn't in a great mood. <laughs> was uh had a meeting with my boss, kind of had to vent it at her for uh, some things and I was frustrated, so I thought, you know, I'm going to go get lunch. So, I'm in my car going to get lunch. My cell phone rings. I look down and it's Corey. I'm like, oh. No. I wonder what Corey wants. So I answer the phone. Corey has some of the worst news that I've heard in a while. The the company that we had a contract with for our accidental damage protection on our on 600 of our Chromebooks went bankrupt and literally closed their doors last weekend. Um, so now we no longer have that last that third year of ADP warranty on those devices. Blah. And the better part, the better part. They have 44 of my devices right now. Oh, man. So uh, I've left a couple voicemails for people. Of course, they're not getting returned. they I mean, everybody's been fired from what I've been told. Um, I actually emailed the CEO, expected it to get bounced back. It did not, but I don't have a reply from the CEO. I found my customer service manager and my product manager on LinkedIn and... <laughs> Um, connected with them and sent them. I wasn't mean. I wasn't. And they mad, know but, that
2: you clicked on them. They oh see.
0: no! I because I made the connection. I <laughs> I hit the big blue connect button, and then I sent them a message and I said, "Hey, I heard about interested in joining my network.
2: <laughs> what
0: do you say?" I said, uh, "Hey, heard about the heard heard about the drama at uh, Stay Mobile, and uh, just wondering what's going on and if I'll get my devices back and." Both of their responses were almost identical. It said, I'm sorry, I'm not able to answer this question. I am no longer an employee of the company. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, uh, I apparently this company was selling accidental damage protection services um, to Lenovo and Dell, and they were reselling it to customers. So, according to some a couple different articles and tweets... And social media posts, this company had over 2 million devices under support agreements. And uh, now those 2 million devices are just now up a creek, I guess, because they no longer, like they legitimately, people showed up Monday for work and the doors were locked and they couldn't get in. Wow.
2: So and this is why I say what you should have, that's all on you. You shouldn't have used the company for your Chromebook insurance, Josh, well, you should have been doing it yourself. This and, is your fault.
0: And we are, I have no problem rolling it in-house because we do have that student-led <laughs> help desk. But this was a purchase of 600 devices in a building. It's it's our middle school. Middle school kids are horribly hard on Chromebooks. They destroy them. So I thought, you know what? I'll buy three-year ADP on them. I'll probably make money on this deal because I'm not going to be paying for parts. Well, little did I know, the company would only be around for two years. Um so, sounds like you didn't do a good job with taxpayer money to me. Oh, shut
1: it. <laughs> it. I mean, nobody uses the warranty in the last year. It's yeah, it's gonna be fine. Yeah,
0: right. yeah, no, the warranty by the third year, bad. I yeah. don't need warranty in the third it's,
1: year. It's, I mean, Chromebooks are like baseball gloves you break them in, and then they're great, they
0: just run right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hinges don't ever fail in these HP G8s that are made of cheap the world's cheapest plastic. So, so the
1: devices that are in your school right now are are unserviceable and then you also have 44 devices sitting in a warehouse
0: in locked. Houston, Texas. Yeah. And Along that,
1: with millions of other probably devices
0: from other districts. Yep. Uh, I so on Reddit, if you're if you're on Reddit, we've mentioned it a couple a couple weeks now in a row, the K12 subreddit. <clears throat> um I, there was someone on there that said he had over eighteen hundred devices in a in, out at repair at this company that mm-hmm. they don't know if they're getting back. Um, Jeez.
2: I assume they have to send them back. I don't know because uh, but, but that, that that they probably do, but that could be at the end of a like, lawsuit legal, five years yeah, like from all now. All kinds of stuff going right.
0: On. Yeah, who has keys to the building? You know. If if everyone's been fired, which is kind of what the story people are being told, who's going to go into the warehouse and ship back these two million devices? You know, oh one God. one the the CEO. I mean, I.
2: And do and you even know how to fix a Chromebook, Josh? No, we we hire high school kids to do that. No. So. <laughs> no.
0: So my goal today.
2: Side note, listeners, we knew Josh was riled up, and I'm going to try to break him. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I feel like so like i getting
2: there. So that, Five minutes
0: in here, are you going to kill them. It, it's, uh, it's been 12 minutes. Um, so the other interesting thing that happened to me this week, so I, we've been on this data privacy agreement push. And I've been sending send out data privacy agreements. I think I've sent out 28 agreements in the last week and a half. To, dif- nice. to just vendors that I know we use, sending them, you know, hey, I want you to sign this uh, student data privacy agreement, more or less. If you have a breach, you're responsible, and you, you know, blah, 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 blah. I had, yesterday, I got in an argument with two vendors. One vendor replied back, who we all know. Um, one vendor replied back and said, no, we're not signing this. I'm like, what the hell? Why, how do you not... How do you come back at a client, at a customer, that is requesting a data privacy agreement to protect the kids? Because this is all about the kids, right? And you come back and say, no, we're not signing this. Are you wanting to? Are you wanting your website to get blocked from my school district? And then I had another company who argued with me and said they've never signed a DPA before. And I'm like, dude, I can go out and search the national data privacy portal with through a4l and you've signed a ton of these agreements with the state of california and illinois so don't tell me that you've never signed one it's just been it's been a week man it's not been a good week to to come at me it's not been a good week man (laughs) this is gonna be a great episode Calm down, man. It, it's right, not. Been a, it's not been a good. And then I broke YouTube for a period of hours, and nobody could sign into Chromebooks. Should we dig on? Let's dig into one issue at a time.
1: All right. So, yeah,
2: calm down. Calm data,
1: down. Data privacy agreements. Yeah. Do you do you find that it's the small vendors or the large vendors that give you the most
0: uh, trouble? The one that flat out said no, we're not signing this, is a very large vendor um You would know. You would know them. Starts with the letter Q. Um, I say, do it rhymes with? No, can't. I don't know that there's a word in English language starts that rhymes
2: with Q. Um, oh, th- they're a huge. Hold on,
0: they're a huge. How many render. letters? I'm not. I'm not. We're not going any further. Um, How many letters? I don't know. You do notice that in the like last eight conversation. Or so, he was talking he was
1: just referring to the company that went out of business, but then like halfway through his story <laughs> dropped the name of it.
0: So if we just keep him going, he's gonna accidentally drop the name of this company. <laughs> that wasn't an accidental drop on Stay Mobile, because you can find that. It's it's in it's in Reddit. We're not breaking any news here. Uh you? so yeah. What, Chris? <clears throat> How many letters? I don't know. Eight maybe? I don't know. Um but that's not the important part. It it's it's So now the discussion with my boss is if we do have a vendor um, that says no, we're not signing this. What what do we do? do? What do we do next? How how long do we give them to go through this conversation? And what's the ultimate out? You know, do we? I'll just tell you, this is a legitimate site. That is used uh, primarily middle school
2: high school level um, but because that, that flips so they won't sign it so now so they don't sign it. so now you have a choice to make right you continue to do business with them Well, so it gets you a little opt out of business with them
0: right so it gets a little bit stickier that their response was we rely on our terms of service to cover these issues. You read their their terms of service. They seem pretty up and up, and they've actually been COPPA certified by... It starts with the letter P. Some organization. I can't think of it. Let me look it up real quick. Um, so it's not like they're a fly-by-night company that you think is really selling student data. Prevo. Second or, letter, U. Uh, uh-huh. Um, so... So the question is, if it if they've been certified as COPPA compliant or COPA compliant, COPA Cabana, um, do you really have? Do I should I have an issue with it? Uh, it's Quiznos, isn't it? It is Quiznos. You're right. Oh. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to end up on this, but I will tell you, the other also- vendor that I was arguing with, I don't think they're going to sign it either. So I don't I don't know where this goes. Quizzes. Is okay, so you got a vendor that, that doesn't want to sign a data privacy agreement.
1: This how, I think everybody's had an experience like this. Is this a paid vendor, an unpaid vendor? Unpaid. Unpaid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that
0: makes it harder. Mm, that helps then. me too. Right. So if it was a paid vendor, sure, the easy thing is we're not renewing with you. You know, and then it, it's funny. Because I had sent out a bunch of these DPAs about a month ago. And I, there were a bunch of them that weren't replying back to me. And last, late last week, I sent out kind of follow-up emails. And I said, hey, to two vendors in particular that we have contracts with. I'm like, hey, if you guys don't sign this, we're not going to do business with you. And you would be amazed at how quickly they replied back with a with an executed contract. Um, so I I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. But it's... I think as more and more states, does Massachusetts have a have a law for DPAs yet? Mark, uh,
1: we no Massachusetts laws are rather weak uh, in comparison to other states, but um, the A for A the Student Data Privacy Agreement really uh, pushes that ball along. So when yeah. you say you're not going to sign it, you have a list of dozens of districts that you're saying you're not going to work with. So right, yeah. that that's the bargaining chip really to get these vendors to to actually look at and,
0: and take this seriously and there's so this isn't my situation but there is a very popular typing website that um oh, another one it has become very and you can look this up on the A, for a website um you can search the, their database and look there are multiple schools that have confirmation that, that a particular typing website will not sign the dpa um so it's kind of a a black eye for a school that's doing their due diligence and looking up websites trying to vet them if if Chris is trying to vet a particular site and he goes out there and he looks that they refuse to sign DPAs I'm moving on I'm, I'm going to go to a different tool or I'm, I'm going to try and find a different site Um. so no I, if you're out there dealing with DPAs and you're fighting with vendors on these I, I'd really be curious to hear from you and hear who's pushed back or how how those conversations have gone. And then the follow-up of how that conversation goes with your faculty of informing them, hey, this company won't sign this data privacy agreement. You've got a problem. We need to find a different tool. Um, Because that's going to be the the next problem is I know I have teachers using these tools that we're going to have to try and find another solution for. So, um, but, and unfortunately,
2: go ahead. I was going to say, timeout. This yeah. feels like a great spot for a plug. For ClassLink? ClassLink. All right. Uh, I was just uh, barely digging into their privacy statement, and I have heard this, I mean, from them before, uh, but they're very big on security and on privacy. They have some guiding principles posted, and the first thing they talk about in particular is data ownership. Uh, they acknowledge that they acknowledge pie with students, with teachers, with administrators, with parents, um, that that exists. And they say it's the property of the customers that ClassLink serves. And they were really big when I talked to them about they don't want your stuff. It's like separate. Uh, And this statement that they have talks about all the compliances, compliances, that sounds about right, Uh, all all that they agree to and all that they're certified with. Uh, And it's a long list and they're very serious about I bet they'd sign that piece of paper that you're trying to get pushed out, Josh. Oh, I'm sure uh, they would. Cause they're that's one of their bragging things is how they treat the data. Um, and uh, to be real about Josh, I feel like you're several steps ahead of where I'm at in my district with trying to pursue those things and getting them in line. Uh, I, I feel like we're still living in that we, we, we have assumptions we assume that the educational products that we're using are going to be cool with all that. And that if I gave them a piece of paper that they would sign it. Uh, so you telling a story like that, it is concerning.
0: Yeah. And I, what, what really brought this on is we purchased a new tool to kind of monitor app usage. And now I'm, I'm able to, cause before <clears throat> we relied on teachers to, to more or less rat themselves out and tell me what websites they're using on a regular basis with teachers, and then we could walk through the process of looking at their privacy agreements and stuff. Well, word got around that if I found a site that had a bad privacy agreement, we would have a discussion about leaving that service. Um, so people stopped telling me what they were using. So this new tool that we have, kind of, it's a Chrome plugin and tracks what websites they hit, how frequently, yada, 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 what hours of the day they do it. So now I'm able able to kind of curate that data on the run and I have a list of the top 345 applications used by my students on a regular basis. So now I'm starting, I've made it through the first 28 applications, the most heavily used 28 applications to begin with to get those agreements. So that's how we got started. And, And honestly, Chris, it's only taken me a month. And that's, maybe working on it three hours every Friday kind of thing. It's, it's I,
2: yeah, I don't know. I, res- I respect it.
0: Well, good. Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: Um, so tell us about, so you don't know how to work on Chromebooks. You don't know how to <clears throat> work on YouTube issues either. Nope. What'd you do, buddy? I That's-
0: broke, I, I, found out that YouTube restricted mode wasn't getting applied properly to my desktop. So I tried changing some DNS entries in um, Microsoft DNS and broke YouTube. Well, one of the other DNS entries that they have you make or CNAME entries that they have you make is some Google API <sighs> domain. And apparently <laughs> apparently, uh, that domain is hit when people try to log into Chromebooks. So cool, man. In the last hour of the day on Tuesday or Wednesday... We couldn't log into Chromebooks. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was me. Sorry. So, you didn't like take a couple
2: devices and put them in kind of their own little group and apply those settings changes and see if it was going to No, impact because them. I, you just I, like- have,
0: no, I have two <laughs> DNS servers. And Good I made- practice. you practice? Okay. How many DNS servers do you have for test devices? Oh, man. Shut up. <laughs> Move on, What <laughs> I, I thought
1: you when you were selling the story, I thought you broke YouTube, but you broke Chromebooks and YouTube
2: and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two wow. for one.
0: Yeah, it was a combo
2: deal. But you waited till after hours to apply those settings. So yeah, right at anybody? about one,
0: one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Gave plenty of notification to your district about that. Uh, no change. one knew
0: I was doing anything. Yeah, mm. yeah. It is sounds fine. on it is, par. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Would, would I get a check mark on the on the on some evaluation from an outside IT team? Mark. With uh, yeah,
1: this is where uh, change management gets into play. <laughs> we're going to discuss
0: <laughs> how that happens. You're never. No, we to...
1: we have the we have the same problem. Yeah. Um, and I, I, our our problem is that you know with so many people. Uh, in the tech department, uh, and so many different moving parts that it's easy for one person to make a change, and the sure. other folks not knowing, and then uh, wondering who who broke what. And so, change management is, you know, or even just recording changes is, is a, a a piece we're really trying to to move on. Um, but I could see that problem, right? You make a DNS change, make a YouTube change, you don't quite know what hit it or what what caused the problem.
0: And the frustrating thing is it wasn't right away. Like right away, I flushed my cat. i oh, listen
2: to him trying to explain himself. No,
0: I, I flushed my <laughs> DNS cache on on my desktop because I dog food it, man. I'm hitting the same DNS servers. I was able to see, I was able to hit YouTube. I was starting to see the, the appropriate settings in YouTube for restricted mode. I'm like, heck yeah, man, rock on. Let's wrap this project up. And then about 45 minutes later, I got a phone call from my right-hand person at the high school. And she says, hey, man, we're we're having a weird problem logging into Chromebooks. And I'm like, huh. And then one of my guys comes in and says, hey, we're getting calls about YouTube not working. And I'm like, meh. No, they're doing it wrong.
2: He's like, "No, we're getting we're getting enough you, calls." You still have the you still have Google App and open on YouTube. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I'll check into yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I no, I was logged into it.
0: Damn DNS console. I'm like, oh, I know what to do. Delete, 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 delete. Okay, have him try back in a couple minutes. It should work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a great week, man. It's been a great week. Chris,
2: Chris what did uh, you break? <laughs> I've been doing okay, I think. Hey, I did have a, a win. I uh, met with my superintendent this week uh, to talk uh, budget and plans for summer for next school year. So we went unpack two-factor before, Google, Google two-factor stuff before. Uh, currently, I only do, and it's weird, and I get asked, we can unpack it again. Uh, I asked for two-factor for all employees before, was told no, and landed on if you are a, a uh, sysfin user or a sys user. So sysfin's that that, that that's our financial system, or a sys uh, user with like admins, more sensitive data rights that we're gonna give you Google two factor. So we use the criteria of what kind of sys access they have or financial system access they have to say yes or no two factors. So I pitched for all employees uh, to go to Google Two Factor for this upcoming school year uh had pretty lengthy conversation unpacking yes no maybe so on if we we're going to do that but land it on and i take it as a win uh if you are if you have gradebook access uh which is teachers uh and there could be a couple others but if you have gradebook access you are now going to get two-factor with google starting next school year so i take that as a win i didn't get all i would like with two-factor but i feel like it's definitely progress
0: what why not just say teachers admin staff counselors because now it's because now it's going to be on you to figure out who has gradebook access, right? Yes. Yeah. I took it. Yeah, I, I, that's fine. I yeah. Do you have
1: Oh, so all right, here's a here's a possible solution. So we found with two factor is that you can add a group into the two factor role. And so we rolled it out department by department by just adding in their staff listserv and that was the way that we were able to expand. Okay. Do you have any listservs that encompass teachers yep. or oh Di- there you go.
2: Distribution list, Mark, not listservs. Google. Google. You have, Google listen, groups. we don't talk about this much, but we know Mark doesn't actually log into the Google Admin console. <laughs> it's like ten people below him. It's a, like it's Google. We don't Google. talk com, about right? it. <laughs> is that
1: that's where it is? Google. That's where we're at yeah. today. <laughs>
2: We know Mark doesn't actually wow. log into Google Admin. We know Josh can't fix the Chromebook. And I'm just trying to get you both riled up today. <laughs> you,
1: you know, you'd be surprised how much I'm in our Google Admin console. Okay. Is that Probably- a lot? Probably enough for my teams going. How do we cut him off? Yes, I was gonna say <laughs> he made the DNA.
0: The... He made the YouTube restricted mode change again, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's
1: <laughs> more the grief I get to, Actually, I'm I'm easily the last person that they want in different systems. There are a couple of times where I was like, "How much is report access?" And they're like, "No, nah, right, we'll give you a read-only account." <laughs> wow,
0: wow, that's funny. Wow. So,
2: but right. two-factor Google, getting it turned on for teachers. Uh, this coming school year. If you're listening and you and, and you know my school district, you can tell the teachers they don't know it's coming yet.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, is that, is that going to go over well, or do you think you're going to get a lot of research?
2: I think it's going to go over just fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll be shocked, and that was part of my argument, even to do all staff, all, all employees. Yeah. Uh, I thought we would have a couple that might have issues with it, um, but that was kind of... It was a, it was a great conversation because I and I don't always I don't I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a pretty laid back guy and I, I don't I'm not really much. If if I can tell there's friction or whatever, I'm ready to compromise. I want to try to talk it out, whatever. And let's get to the middle place as quick as possible, whatever. I'm that kind of personality type. But this I, I my recommendation was all the whole time. And I was letting my boss lessen it. Yeah, Uh, And I just let that be that. And that was part of the whole conversation. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I said, tech department, you know, the whole deal on if they don't want to use their cell phone, we can print out the sheets with the little backup codes on it. Right. Uh, And You don't want to do that. And I was like, I'm willing to do that. That's how much I believe in this thing. If we have all employees refuse to use their phones for two factor, (laughs) we're going to do sheets. I told him. That's how much I believe in that. We should turn this thing on. Well,
1: <clears throat> but, but they never do, right? So people no. always—you yeah. always get the UB keys ready, you get the backup codes ready, and then everybody uses their phone.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, I don't know if you—we have—we have a friend Jay. We have a common friend Jay. Uh, apparently, their two-factor deadline is like next week, and he <laughs> has—he has a number of people fighting him on it. He's—he's—he uh, was venting today. That he's had to tell people, look, you can use your phone, or you're going to print out codes. So it kind of it kind of sounds like he's having a harder way to go with it than mm-hmm. than what we did. So it'd be interesting to pick his brain on that.
2: Yes, I was going to say I'm curious to see what happens when we say it. What, but I so feel, I mean, I feel good about it. Are you te- when are you telling staff? I think I'm going to do my plan right now is we'll do back to school. We'll do back to school meetings. We'll say two factor is coming, and we'll give like a 30 day thing. Yeah, uh, with a couple reminders uh because for two years at least uh every we do that technology security awareness month yeah and i have password security week uh and email security week and i always encourage two-factor so our our employees are well aware what two and they're well aware of two-factor because of facebook and their bank right right yeah but they're well aware that that we strongly recommend doing two-factor already so this feels like a natural next step that they—I don't think they're going to be shocked by it, but that's my plan. They'll come back in August. We'll announce that it's happening, and give right now. I think a month, maybe to be two or three weeks. But yeah, it's that's a good point plan.
1: that that everybody's by now. Everybody's used to using two-factor with their bank and with everything else. That it really shouldn't be a surprise. A huge learning curve. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. No, I I agree, and and I think part of that discussion of you can't make me use my phone thing. Could be easily tempered with. Do you have your mail on your phone? And if you right. do, then really, there's no absolutely no excuse to do yeah, this because
2: then you've already established that your personal belief right. philosophy, whatever, is like it's okay for me to work stuff on my phone. Right, that's good.
0: Yeah.
1: Did you get that that same um, comment during the pandemic of teachers and use of personal phones while they're at home?
0: Uh, I can't say we. It, to like communicate with parents and yeah student? yeah no because we were leveraging Google Meet and Zoom pretty quick yeah. to where they they didn't have to make those phone calls they just sent out meeting room links okay and then if a kid needed to talk to them they could hop in
2: we had from our not so much the teachers but those over particular departments like your sped department or those that do more of the one on one working with students. Yeah, uh, yep. the concerns about caller ID. Yep, uh, we had to pass out some uh, phones to be able to work at home. Okay, uh, that kind of thing. Caller ID was the big, and it's a weird issue. To uh, uh, it's it's interesting. Yep. Like again, okay with using personal device, but then there's a little bit of string attached or whatever. Like, I yeah, without caller ID, please.
0: And I could totally see the caller id part of that i mean right yeah i think that's a valid concern yeah we got a a
1: little bit and we did have some folks who wanted uh google voice but google voice had just gone pay right before the pandemic boy they timed that well um but we ended up adopting uh have you ever heard of talking points no it's like remind um so it's an app and and uh teachers can text parents But one of the main features that really drew us to that is that it does uh, translations. So you, the teacher, sends a text message in English and the parents receive it in their native language. Oh, wow. They text back to the teacher and it translates it back to English for the teacher. So that worked out really well for us. We have dozens and dozens of languages spoken in our district and Talking Points was uh, a really well received app. So teachers really, really like it. And I hear it. Um, used very very heavily, so it really good cool. app if you no are that's interested really, in that. yeah
0: yeah that 's really that
1: 's cool. something you don't you don't get that with a voice conversation right so mm-hmm. uh teachers really really like that one a lot
0: yeah chris, do you have many e s l uh, we a I mean, few we have we have a few we don 't have a whole lot um Chris, before the show, you said you had a topic a hot topic that you were going to drop on us?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Just a curious little question here. So I have a TV in my office sits across from me. It's mounted up on the wall. I actually don't watch stupid stuff on it. It runs so we have we have Kaseya. Uh, So up on that TV is always it's showing a pulse of our district Uh, servers up computers up. Who's logged into Kaseya Uh, is patching being deployed who's getting it has all kinds of cool stats. If a server goes down, the TV starts making uh, a stupid noise and the screen turns red. And then we usually look at each other to see who was messing with the server because they're usually <laughs> like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm rebooting that. Uh, but that thing, I I love it. I look at it off and on throughout the day. Long story short, which I'm not good at telling long story short stories, but uh, we have another location Uh Computers getting moved around, they could benefit with the TV being up on this wall for something they're doing. They were limited on size. My TV fit that place perfectly. So the nice guy that I am, I talked to Matt, technician Matt. Matt, do we have any other TVs that would fit to my spot and move this TV over there? Yeah, we do. So he moves that TV. Great. I get this old, but I think it's going to be a spectacular TV. It looks bigger than what I had. Put it up on the wall. We get going with it we kind of forget how old it is and it's a really sucky TV and it's, it's a terrible experience now. It's like before HDMI, it it barely had an HDMI port on it kind of thing. Terrible resolution. Uh, Coincidentally, we had a brand spanking new TV because we have TVs in our halls that do the announcements. Okay. Uh, We have an extra quote unquote extra at the moment it would look super nice in my office to go ahead and put that bad boy up. And this is what we started to unpack in the office today. Do you, when it's for you or for your department, do you stay frugal? Do you keep, do you keep your tech director, your CIO laptop for a dumb amount of years more than everybody else? Do you have the nicest technology in your office? Does it, Is it bad of me to put a brand spanking new tv up there when it's just going to show monitoring do you want your tech department to be the place that has the cool stuff that's like here's who we are this is who we are look this is our program how often do you replace i guess these are loaded questions how often do you replace your own stuff that impacts you uh compared to like you know what you give the teachers and whatever others have i write our
0: stuff into the ground okay i but in your situation, if that TV truly is an extra TV and not being used, I would put it on your wall with the idea that if a TV in the hall goes down, that you take your TV and put it in the hall. Sure. That's what I would do. Uh,
1: I have uh, historically taken uh, the same device, the same technology that we put in our schools and give to our teachers, if not lower. Um, I don't want to be the person who uh receives a complaint about all this device stinks and then meanwhile i'm using a something you know much more high powered so i want to be able to live and go through everything that my teachers are going through and if i have a problem i'm gonna i'll be the first one to raise it to my team and say i don't like something about this so
0: (laughs) you know he'd raise it to his team he wouldn't fix it hey guys i
2: don't know how to change this but
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey guys can i have some more memory
1: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to go into the office and be like, you guys don't listen to this episode. It's just not it wasn't a good one.
0: <laughs> just uh, so, uh, like I I, the TV, I,
2: but be willing to give it away. Yeah. I would.
0: Yep. 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 It yeah. It's not like it's a smart TV and you're watching Netflix on it.
2: Mm.
0: You and know. I... Well, you never know. Soaps. You gotta watch your your programs
2: but that's what we were unpacking though today a, a little bit was the age of our laptops and desktops that we use because yeah. we let them go
0: yeah. yeah yeah we
2: spec them nice upon purchase right. but now they're they're going for years and years yeah uh, well beyond the regular rotation plan of everything else all right yeah. so then what do you do
0: about your superintendent your boss what about their technology needs whatever he says he wants he gets <laughs> Unless it's a Mac,
2: I have had a previous uh, boss do the whole thing where they're leaving and they like to keep the laptop, and oh, they really? put me into the awkward spot of like, "No, oh, that's not yours." Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you making me? Why are we having this conversation?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's. It, I mean, I don't know about your state, but legally we. That's my first response. I'm sorry, I cannot yes. give public yeah. goods to a private citizen. Yeah. yeah, Just, just how how it works. Yeah. Uh,
2: what what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Chris, let's. You want to talk about PDS Provision Data Solutions in
2: Aruba real quick? Provision Data Solutions, a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. Talking about them, I had a five fifteen, a P one single, five fifteen, but it, it was an order from uh, June. Uh, really? So an, Ar- an Aruba five fifteen and it fulfilled that particular order. I had ordered I think it was four access points. Uh I forgot I even ordered four. Uh but I had received three like in September or something, and then this one showed up and I was like, Hey guys, we got a five fifteen. I know I know listener pate got a bunch of
0: five fifteens this week as well. So they must be rolling. They must be they must must be shipping.
2: Listener Pate 2 is going to ClearPass. Yep, we talked about and that. Using using PDS. Uh, to, to get him going
0: yep so yeah if you uh, have any questions about Aruba reach out to your local Aruba sales engineer if you don't have one I'm sure we can put you in touch with Chris from Aruba um, just shoot us an email and we can I'm sure we can hook you up with Chris and provision data solutions if you're in the Missouri Illinois western Illinois area uh, give Ryan an email Chris what's his email address
2: I don't know. Ryan. Ryan R. R.
0: <laughs> Ryan R. At provision DS. It's not like he sounds grilled cheeses or anything.
2: It sounds right. Hey, I talked to Chris today about Chris. Midwest Tech Talk.
0: Oh, yeah. Tell us about Midwest Tech Talk. We had an email from oh. a, a listener in Massachusetts, Mark, about they want to come to Midwest Tech Talk. I can't right. think and of it. it. And it wasn't you. Yeah. It was I, a, you, it was you probably me. know the guy. Massachusetts isn't that big, right?
1: Uh it's a yeah. well. Sorry, I mean I think it's big, but then in context, he, no.
0: He well was about longer, thirty minutes big. away from you. I looked it up.
2: Hey, random, random a couple days ago, my wife. So at, at the she's still calling she, you fat. Well, wow. yeah, actually, I played some of the. She doesn't listen to this ever, and I played the beginning of that. I think I made her feel bad. <laughs> uh, she random was. Some at, at the school that she works at, they were doing this quiz. And I don't know, you got a coffee or something. I don't know. But she was like, Quick, uh, what city was the first public school? And I said, Boston. That's funny. And I was right. Because That's Mark right. said, Yeah. The first of everything is there. 1635. Oh, like MidwestTechTalk.com. Go to that website, check it out. Uh, if you are interested in the Midwest Tech Talk 2022 technical conference, put on by myself and Josh and a extravagant team of super smart people, uh, much like all the listeners at the K12 Tech Talk podcast, it's July 18th and 19th with a kickoff on the 17th. Kickoff just means we party. Uh, and Aruba is going <clears> to <throat> be there. PDS is going to be there. Something cool is going to be there. But Aruba in particular. Uh, That's why I was talking to Chris today about some of these sessions that that they're going to do with provision. Uh, We got a CX switching session, a Wi-Fi 6E session, Aruba ClearPass uh, session, then a round table as well. All things Aruba should be a great time if you're wanting to send your technician or your network admin to if if you're in Aruba shop. uh, Basically, they can sit in that particular room uh, for all of day one and learn all kinds of great things. We think that conference is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Uh, He was at Avon, Mark. Oh, yeah. That's where I did my student teaching. Oh, you're certified? Yeah,
2: I was a teacher. Uh, I'm not sure you can... We might need to readdress your membership. That was not on the resume. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, teaching... Technology, we might lose listeners.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about
2: this. Teachers Um, turn texts, yeah. Oh my gosh,
0: and CIO, no less. One of those, what did I just step into?
2: You're someone that shouldn't have made it to where you're at.
1: I'm definitely going to tell my team not to listen
2: to this episode. I was just kidding. It was just content for the episode. It's not how I feel.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm
1: sure we'll cut this out. I'm
0: sure. So if if you are a Aruba networking, uh, I don't remember the model of Switch, but bleepingcomputer.com had an article or a story about Avaya and Aruba switching having some vulnerabilities. Um, it was, from what the article explained, it was super rare, um, and they hadn't seen one in the wild yet, uh, but if it be worth looking at if you are an Avaya switching or Aruba switching customer to check out bleepingcomputer.com. The article was dated, I believe, May 5th, or May 3rd, um, so go back and take a look at that
2: uh um, yeah, it's a aruba there's a 5400r a 3810 a 2920 a 2930f a 2930m a 2530 a 2540 then there's some avaya stuff on there too but if any of those you might have that you, you should check that out
0: yeah and it's uh, bleepingcomputer.com may 3rd
2: uh, i'll so. post it in the description
0: there you go that'll work any final thoughts for today gentlemen
2: I love you guys and all that I s- said that made your hearts hurt. I did it for the good of the cause to make the podcast go to the next level.
0: There you go. Am I, am I allowed back next week? Uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll send you an email. We'll email you and let you know. Um, okay. Mark, we hope you feel better and you're able to get back in the office Monday. Thank you. And we might have to send the link to this episode to your, to your, uh, employees might not go back to the office then <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess that's it if i make all if i make any more vendors mad i'll be sure to um bring that to the episode next week and let you all know and if i get my 44 chromebooks and never never land from stay mobile i'll let you know too my uh, final
2: guess is quiz is you don't have to respond that is
0: incorrect i will say that um so, yeah, that was an episode. Episode 71. Email us, K12 Tech quiz, Talk.
2: Quizlet. E-
0: email, e- email us at <laughs> k12techtalk at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, K12 Tech Talk Pod. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? Visit our sponsors because if it wasn't for them, uh, we wouldn't be able to afford grilled cheeses. Um, anything else, guys? Episode 71? I'm still,
1: I'm still paying for my own grilled cheeses here. Oh,
0: yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, Everybody but don't. Mark. Well, I mean, you're a CIO. You can pay for your own damn grilled cheeses. Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs)